welcome to another Marvel S episode of Cineblokes. I see what you did there. Did you see it? Yeah. I thought it was I good. Think, yeah. yeah. I didn't think of it. I'm going to give the credit to you. That was you. I'm, I don't want to lie to our fans. It's rude. Uh, I'm your host, Benjamin Baker. Our entire relationship with them is built on a lie. <laughs> they don't know that. And they, they never will. Yeah. Except that they do now. No, Anywho, they don't. So, Cineblokes. Your name is Caitlin Burroughs. It is. And your name is Benjamin Baker. There we go. Now that we've awkwardly introduced each other. <laughs> We're just switching things up. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're just doing a bit of bait and switch. Keeping it fresh. Yeah, right? A plot twist. Uh, we've just come from Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's... We're going to try to keep it spoiler-free this time. Right, right. yeah. Uh, we won't reveal too much about the plot. We might talk about the plot in general, um, but we'll try not to give you some, some key plot points, um, as well as, you know, some of the reveals, some of the plot twists. I will say this. If you if you were a fan of the comic books, like, not just Guardians, just Marvel in general, um, there's some characters that are introduced here that you, uh, you're you just going to be... Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and if you're not, you know, then they did a fine job of introducing him in the film and yeah. sort of explaining what they do and that sort of thing. Yeah. So They really know. do, in this film, um, they really do kind of expand on that world. You know, you watch the first Guardians and it's very much kind of just setting up a brand new batch of characters that most people have never heard of. You know, only the diehards really know who these characters were before they showed up on screen. So in this one, they really do just spend a lot of time expanding the lore, and um, each, almost almost every individual character gets kind of a, a deeper backstory, a little bit of a more of emotional attachment to who they were before the events of the first one and how the first event kind of shaped who they are now. Um, and I thought it was balanced very well, the way they did that. I mean, you know, they've got their core five, and then they've added... Yondu, who's a bigger presence. They've added Nebula, who's a bigger presence. Uh, they've even introduced Mantis, uh, who, you know, plays a key role in this film. And I, I felt like all of them got proper attention. I never really felt like it was imbalanced, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it was, it was a, a lot of, uh, exposition, as yes. it were. But not in a bad way. No. You no, know? Not at and, all. and they do have a, a real sense of, Mixing the drama with the just the right amount of comedy, right? Just so when you're when you're right there on the verge, maybe you've maybe you've openly wept a little bit and you're not proud of it, right? And then they then they hit you with a joke to pull it back. Yeah, no, they know. they do a good balance of drama and comedy. Uh, you know, it's it's done it's handled very well. Look, I will say this: this film does levy a bit more emotional impact than the first one. Yeah, uh, the first no, one bring- is. Bring a, bring a tissue. Yeah, no, absolutely. The first film is just all fun and games. Um, and this one, because they're trying to really dig into those emotional undertones of each character, um, you know, the things that they go through in this film, you're going to feel. You're going to feel what's going on with them. Uh, and it is a very emotional film. As funny as it is and as fun as it is, there's definitely a drama that uh, goes underneath it. So, yeah, bring bring a tissue. Uh, hide your eyes from your friends who are going to make fun of you because uh, you might get a little choked up. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, we can't, normally we start off talking plot 
Yeah, I think really... we can kind of walk people through it yeah, in a I mean, basic form, I guess. So, I mean, what, what's revealed in the trailer, I think we can we can go ahead and talk right. about that. So, you know, in the first film, it was there was always teasing about Peter Quill's dad, like who he was, right. nobody would say, and that sort of thing. So, in the trailer for this, they do reveal that, that his dad is Kurt Russell. Right. And Kurt Russell is someone else. I'm not saying, like, in the Marvel <laughs> Universe, Kurt Russell is yeah. Peter Quill's father. Well, yeah, right. I was like, wait. Wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. But, That's odd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kurt Russell's a celestial being? Yeah. I don't, but see, that's the thing I don't necessarily want to give away. No, you know what? what that I, is. That's actually not a spoiler. So almost everyone knows that he is Ego the Planet. Uh, everyone knows that. Now, what they but do if you with didn't, their kid. Now you do. No, no it, that was well known long before. I'm not spoiling anything. And if you didn't, you shouldn't be seeing the film because then, you know, whatever. But that's, that's his name. It's a very aggressive stance. Look, I, you know, I take stances sometimes. All right got opinions if you didn't know fuck off fuck off you don't know you don't know fuck all um yeah so he does yeah he's ego the living planet and he's peter's father um and you know uh he does you know come back there so the film kind of opens with them you know doing a paid job paid gig um you know and it's very apparent that they've been traveling the galaxy kind of doing these things and uh you know they get involved with this you know pretentious kind of race called the Sovereign, um, who, who have this weird thing where they're, they want to be taken so seriously and it's really hard because they're kind of a joke of themselves. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's actually done very well. Um, but yeah, so they, they kind of uh, inadvertently backstab this group of people um, and they get saved by, Quil- by Peter Quill's dad. And, you know, he's, he wants to rekindle the relationship that they've never had. Um, so he takes them, uh, takes Peter, why am I blanking on his name, Drax and Gamora, sorry. Uh, he takes them to show them where he lives, uh, and he wants to, you know, kind of rekindle that relationship that he never had. Meanwhile, Rocket stays back, uh, cause they did this job so that they could get Nebula back. Right. Yeah. Uh, and even that, I, I... I'm not even sure like they knew they was getting Nebula out of the deal the way yeah, it was right. presented it, it was just like they, they offered payment for this job and then there was like here's Nebula and there was like oh alright well I guess we'll go turn her in for her reward we'll take her yeah <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, yeah but so then ship, but their ship got all you know smashed to heck and so they so yeah Rocket, Groot and Nebula are left on this planet while the rest go gallivanting off with uh, Sky Captain in the world of tomorrow right um, so <laughs> I think you might be the only person that saw that film. Probably. <laughs> might be the only one that owns it as well. Right, right. So no one's going to get the reference. Well done, Caelan. Look, his wow. dad is is in space. <laughs> and that's it. That's the that's the correlation. And he's the captain of his own ship. Yeah, but we knew that. President of his own planet. <laughs> we knew all this. King of his own fan club. Anyway. All those things. In great movie fashion. He's an army of one. I could go on. <laughs> all right. This is a review of Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. Um, no, so, like any good adventure film, obviously everything goes tits up. Um, and, you know, the, the group has to band together and, uh, really become the Guardians again. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's honestly, that's about as far as we can get when it comes to plot. Yeah. Cause almost anything else that we talk about would be some kind of reveal. I mean, there are the, uh, 
and I think this is just formula. It's not really uh, any giving away plot, but there is any time you've established a team, uh, and we can take a look at like Avengers right. two for that. You know, there's got to be like they've already come together, so you got to give them some other challenge, and usually right. that challenge is a divide from within. Yes, and so we do see that in this film. Right, you know, there's egos clashing. No pun intended with the character of <laughs> ego. That's oh that's my like, god, factor that out. That's not even. I'm not even. That's not the ego in question. I'm talking about literal egos. Well done, whether you meant to do it or not. Yes, yeah. very anyway, well done. So, so egos clash, right? And you know, right. which there I, is a divide, which I think it actually worked very, very well for this film because one of the things that we saw in the first one is most of them have egos. Peter Quill is a dick. Rocket is a dick. Yeah. Even Gamora's kind of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, and then well, Drax all, is just they're all loners, you know. Yeah, they they're all together, yeah, they're all these so... characters. So. For them to kind of come together and and then for you to not expect that their egos are going to... You know, it's a very humorous scene where, uh, you know, Drax thinks that he's taken on everything and he's done it all himself. Uh, but really, the rest of the team has been helping out. But they're all just kind of... They just fuck off and do their own thing when they're working together. Yeah. Uh, and that really does come into play uh, in this film. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Let's, put, let's talk... Um, well, ca- casting, obviously. Yeah, was, yeah uh, right. The, ev- the ev- usual suspects yes. from the first film. Yes, they're all back. But everyone, all your favourites. Uh, yeah, and everyone, if you enjoyed them in the first one, I mean, no one disappoints here. Yeah, right. Ev- everyone knows who they are. You know, uh, of course, you've got a couple of additions uh, to the cast. Um, of course, you had mentioned, well, Kurt Russell, obviously. Right. So, uh, and honestly... You know, I've said this before we went into the film, where I was like, oh, he's in the, the trailer a lot, mm-hmm. which they're, like, they're teasing me like he's going to be in the movie a lot, but I feel like he won't be. Yeah. But he actually was. Yeah. He's no, in the film he, quite a bit. He does, he does so, play a significant role in the film. So if you're a fan, yeah. and you'll be delighted. Yeah, you get a lot of Kurt Russell. You will. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Uh, there, can we talk about the uh, the cameos? Oh, because yeah. I feel like it, Sylvester Stallone's no secret. He's been tweeting about his yeah. time on set. So oh, oh, has he? Oh, he has. Has he been tweeting more than he's actually in the film? Yes. Yeah. Very, very brief in the oh, film. Right. But he yeah. is there. He's one of the Ravagers. Right. right. So Ravager leaders. Yeah. Right. He's like a like a like a captain of captains. Yeah. Oh, right. captain, my captain. Right. That's who he is. I don't know. He's uh he's the Rocky Balboa of ship captains. <laughs> Except he's already won. Oh, yeah. Right. This is after he beat right, Creed so it's Apollo. A, it's after, after Rocky IV, I'll say. Right, yeah, that's where it is. Yeah, that's where this falls. Before the street fight. Um, sorry. Very sorry. This is not a review of Rocky. Um, this is one of those reviews, too, where, you know, we can't really get into too much detail. Yeah, that's but we why, did really enjoy the film. Yeah, that's so why it's really going, hard for us to kind of go... Yeah, we just fuck off on tangents. We're deviating because we're <laughs> yeah. trying not to talk about the film. Right. It's very difficult to do. Uh, so the character of Mantis oh, yeah. was introduced, played by Pom Clementiev. Sure, uh, it's very long. Starts yeah. with a K. Right, Clementiev. Yeah, Clementiev. We'll just say it fast. Just call the Mantis. Clementiev. Mantis. <laughs> Pom Mantis. Pom Clementiev Mantis. That's perfect. That's just going by forever now. Yeah. And um, uh, based on a picture here on IMDb, that is not what I would expected her to look like. No, she's very pretty so, on the outside as well. well. Well, I mean, she's even even with antennae, she's still attractive. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you know? well, absolutely. But um, so she's a character who has a uh, 
empathic abilities, right. which they showed in the trailer. Yes. Um, but yeah, nice little addition. Has some very fu- like adds her and Drax together yes. make for some very good comedy. Right. And he, um, uh, Batista has actually made comments about how he, when they were doing auditions and they were kind of reading with a bunch of different people, um, he was actually very, very glad that they went with her because he felt that they had some of the best chemistry of anybody that he had read with when they were bringing in, you know, all these girls to kind of, you know, talk and, and do the read-throughs. Mm-hmm. And he was extremely happy that she was the person that they picked. Um, and it shows. They, you can tell that they are, they've just got, okay, and, and I don't mean this as like, please don't mistake this as their, you know, lovers or anything like that. They just have a chemistry that when they're bouncing off each other and they're having their scenes and they share a lot of a lot of scenes, yeah. um, yeah. they just have it's, a great chemistry. It's just yeah, what what it is is that you know she's a character that has not experienced a whole lot of the out, like outside world, she's right. very socially awkward. Yeah, and Drax is also in that regard, right? Because you know he doesn't get you know yeah, but he's also like been that, he's know. also been exposed more, so yeah. he's he gets who she is. And, you know, he's, but he's kind of playing with this lighter side of life because he doesn't have this huge burden on him anymore. Mm. But he's also a person, then, just like in the first film, who just says, says what he thinks. Right. You know, what it I mean? does, he that, doesn't understand yeah. social etiquette still at all. Exactly. Yeah. No filter whatsoever. <laughs> None. And it, it is, honestly, he is, and I, I thought this might be the, the case, uh, from the beginning. Uh, and he truly is one of the standout characters in this film. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, Shocking that when pinned up against all these greats, uh, he really is kind of a scene stealer when he's, uh, he's got this brilliant comedic timing, which is unheard of for, uh, not unheard of, it's just, you wouldn't expect it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. He's, he's a great character. I, I really enjoy, I enjoyed him more in this film, uh, than I did in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. So. Um, action, maybe? Yeah, action. So, I will say this about this one. I felt like the, there was more uh, CGI action yes. in this one than the first one. And, and what I mean by that is there was a lot more space combat. Right. A lot more in ships and things like that. There wasn't so much of the uh, regular action. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it was it was fine. There was never a point where I was just like, oh, God. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. It um, all made sense. Yeah, it went along with the plot right. just fine. So, right. Because, you know, the thing about... The one of the, you know the thing about the villains that they're frightened in this film with the sovereign, you know, they're they're such a proud people that they refuse to actually engage in combat themselves. So they basically yeah. all of their ships are it's like controlled yeah, by, they're, by they're all drones and they're controlled by people on a mothership. Um, and actually, one of the greatest and I don't mind because it's not really a spoiler, but right. one of the greatest reveals. Is when it turns out that they're not in their ships. Oh, so yeah. One gets blown up, and it cuts back to them piloting. They're basically in a large arcade. Yeah, no, and, and all the arcade noises from the eighties are being yeah, played. It's in there. pretty it was, great. It was yeah. great. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things I enjoyed about them is they are they take themselves so seriously, and yet most of the things they do are kind of laughable. Yeah. And, you, and you see that a lot, and it's it's balanced very well, and it's it's a fun yeah. villain. I mean, it is. Sort of a play on, I mean, you know, we can relate. <laughs> yeah. Sort of poking have, fun at royalty in a sense. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, it was a lot of fun yeah. to be had there, so. Yeah. There, there was a lot of CGI action, but, you know, there's not a lot of hand-to-hand combat. But also when you start, like we said before, you know, when you start to think about the context of what they're up against and where they are, 
um, it makes a lot more sense that it is kind of on a much larger scale. Um, and but yeah, I never felt like it took away from the film. Um, there's <laughs> Yondu gets to play with Zero a little bit more, and you oh, get to a little see, bit more. Yeah, right. Uh, you get to see him do some things with that. That is just okay. It's downright fun. It's just downright fun to watch him kill people with an arrow. Yeah, and I feel a special shout out needs to go to just like the first time the soundtrack. Yeah, you know, because of course uh, Peter Quill's got his his mix volume two right this time around, yeah. um, and so we're getting some of that. And I mean, masterful, if I could say. This yeah, is they, the, the they placement of the music understand in this how film. music tells the story in the film. Yeah. Uh, and they do it very, very well. Um, we've noticed too that the way Guardians introduce themselves from the very beginning, I feel like everybody has decided that that's how you should do every single trailer. Honestly, they were the first to be like, no, you know what? We're going to have this rocking 70s soundtrack. It's going to set the precedent for how we want this film to be marketed. And we're going to choose these great songs from the 60s and 70s, and everyone's going to love it. And then literally all of Hollywood was like, fuck, we need to do that for every movie ever. And it's like, well, no, it's not. It doesn't serve purpose. Like, Immigrants by Led Zeppelin is not going to actually be played in Thor Ragnarok. And while it sounds cool, it it has nothing to do with that world. No. Whereas, (laughs) you know, with Guardians, because they've established it in the film, if you see it in the trailer, you can probably expect it in the movie. Right. You know, but yeah. No, probably probably not going to be in Thor Ragnarok. No, Although, no. look, if it is, I I will not know, be disappointed. If it, it's fine. A, if somehow fine. if somehow that's playing at this alien arena, this battle <laughs> arena, I mean, I'll just go with it. You All know? Right, I'll watch it. They they know about humans. Yeah. Why not? So, um, so I think that covers most of it. Was yeah. there, um, there? Now there are a few. Um, there's some nods uh, in the film to some more comic book lore in the cosmic level. Uh, you do see the Watchers. They don't actually have any role, right. but you do see, uh, and uh, which was nice. You know, I'm yeah. familiar with the character, and so it was like, oh yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah there's a, a good little there. nod. Um, yeah, uh, so post credits, everyone. Oh, this is all over the internet. So if you don't know this, you know, I, I suppose, I suppose like my mate here said earlier, you can go fuck off if yeah, you don't right. know that already. Yeah. But, um, sorry, we're there very should, aggressive no, this time. No, there right? should be nobody no. that wants to see this film that's like, what? You said there's five? I did yeah. not know. Yeah. Five post-credit scenes. That's right. Or like mid to post. Cause mid to post, They're yeah. scattered throughout. Yeah, you can't just are. do five scenes at the end. Yeah, right. It's not back to back to back. Yeah. You gotta, they make you sit through the credits and yeah. read who the key group is. Yeah, it's, it's throughout the, yeah. the credits with one final one. Right. You know, so. Um, and honestly, most of them are pretty great. Yeah. Um, I will say this for me. Uh, I thought they were all pretty great, except for the very last one. I, you know what? To I, me, that I was agree. A and it was just kind of like, oh, yeah. all right. Well, look, we've already. It was gratuitous. It was. What it was. Yeah, it was. We already got that moment earlier. Yeah. Didn't need it again. I, I almost it felt silly to it me. It would have been better if it hadn't, because they they basically show this scene twice. Is essentially what happens. So, yeah. um, it would have been better if they didn't show it in the film. And it was just the post credit yeah, scene. That yeah. would have been fine. That would you know have been what I mean? Fine. But they didn't. They did it twice. And honestly, when I feel like it could have been something, you know, that tied us into the next film. Right. Or even a nod back to Thanos, who 
You know, he's yeah. presumably, uh, you know, what he got his glove on in the last film, so he's probably got his boots stitched up this time. Yeah, right. It takes him a long time to get dressed. You know, gets gets a cape fastened, whatever it takes. You know, each of this, each step that leads us up Look, to it's a, a hard Infinity life. War. It's a hard life being a mad titan set on Infinity Stones. Just sitting on a floating lazy boy out yeah, in the middle of space. Yeah, it is a very difficult life. You it don't looks, understand. It looks difficult. Yeah, you know how hard it is to be in love with death. Yeah, you know. It's, it's tough. It's also, I mean, a man in his position, it's difficult to find good help, as we've that, seen. That, yeah, as we've so, noticed. <laughs> Fine, I'll do it myself. And you could tell he was not happy about No, he was, he was not. He did not want to leave the comfort of his armchair no. at all. Tried real hard to just make his you minions know, do everything. Probably had some sort of uh, housewives of such and such <laughs> on on telly that he's going to have to miss because he has to go and take care of this business himself now. He's watching death. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's just getting caught up on Downton Abbey. <laughs> right, getting to the final season. Just, just right just into that. Stop. Yeah, just right into that. No, Mary, no! So now he's going to be particularly teed off. Oh, man. He's going to be so mad when he comes out and finds out who died. Yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, uh, we were doing this, uh, when we did the premiere too, we just, just fuck off and feed off into something else. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I, look, this film, uh, I was, I was, you know, telling a mate before we even started this, this film doubles down on everything that you enjoyed about the first one. So if you enjoyed the action, if you enjoyed the humor, if you enjoyed the characters, if you enjoyed how they interact with each other, if you just enjoyed the world, it honestly, it, it gets all of that. And you'll have a good time. You'll enjoy the film if you enjoyed the first one. Yeah. I think it does a lot of things right. And if you didn't enjoy the first one, I don't even fucking know why you're listening to this review. Yeah, right. Clearly you hate all things good. Right. Yeah. You so... don't like fun. So go watch a Zack Snyder film. And hate things like he does. Yeah. So shall we? Uh, shall we rate it? Yeah. All right. Um, wow. I didn't even think about a numeric I, value I, I on my even... on my enjoyments. <laughs> I, I love making I, you go first. I, I feel like you I don't really... like to. I don't like to give anything a perfect score. Yeah, you know no, I, mean? I can't do that uh, unless it's perfect. And uh, we know if Nicolas Cage isn't in it, it's not going to be perfect, is it? So uh, I'm going to have to give this one. I'm going to give it a 4.5 okay. out of 5 gratuitous Ravager cameos. All right. Yeah. It was over the top. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, and once you see the film, you'll know what I'm talking about. Right. Which, oh, look, I'll be honest. If they made a Ravager film with those people. I, when you, when where, you. Where do I yes, sign up? Yes. When you find out who all these cameos are, you're going to be like, yeah, watch that. Yeah. I'll do that. You're like, I don't, I don't need to see another Expendables. Right. Because <laughs> honestly. Just make this. Let's be honest. This is the Expendables yeah, in space. It is. This is the Expendables in space we have been asking for. Yep. And they kind of hint at it. Yeah, just fucking do it. Just make it. Just, just make the it. film. Sign them up. Yep. You, I, I'll buy a ticket right now for a film that's not even in post-production. Exactly. I'll do it. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I am going to give it just a bit, just a bit lower, just a tad lower. Um, I did very much enjoy this film, but I do think I enjoyed the first one just a bit more. Um, so, I'm going to give this... Even though you cried like a little girl. How dare you? You said you would not tell anyone. Sorry. Sorry. I, I thought you but didn't... Then, but then you went and you were going to rate it low. I might, but I thought you didn't notice. I thought the lights were dim. What? Well, of course they were dim, but you was wiping your face. Matt, I had something in my eye. Yeah, it was your finger. <laughs> 
wiping the tears. Uh, no, I'm going to give it uh, four to five uh, hilarious Drax laughs, because um, there's a lot of them. Uh, he laughs a lot in this film, yeah, actually. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give it four to five Drax laughs. I very much enjoyed this film. Um, and honestly, it, trust, if you enjoyed the first one, just go see it. You yeah. will enjoy this you one. You will, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, just bring a tissue, because it's got way more drama than you'll expect. Mm-hmm. Heed that warning. Trust. <laughs> Believe us. All right. Well, I am Benjamin Baker. I'm Caelan Burrows. And this has been Cineblokes, and we will catch you after the next film. Thank you.